Hello, and welcome to episode 80 of The Modern Manager. I'm your host, Mamie Canfor-Stewart. Today's episode is about the mindset of delegation, and I am really excited because this is the topic of my new online course. I had mentioned that I was making a course a long time ago, and it is finally here. It is called Make More Time, Everything a Manager Needs to Know to Delegate Successfully. And this online course goes on presale today. I chose delegation because it's a topic that comes up over and over when I talk to managers. I hear them complain that they are so busy, but then when they've thought about or tried to delegate work to others, it just doesn't seem to go the way they had hoped. Knowing how to delegate work is a critical skill for any manager, but it's not just a skill, it's also a mindset. Today's episode is designed to help you reflect on your own thinking around delegation and help you reframe your thinking in order to prepare you to delegate successfully and achieve the intended results. Quickly, before we get into the show, just a few words about the course. It is a series of on-demand videos and worksheets, along with the option to join live Q&A calls with me, where we'll walk through your specific challenges. It covers everything starting with the mindset, which I get into today, but there's more in the course to the preparation process, to communicating with the person, and to managing accountability and support that's ongoing. Go to mamieks.com slash delegation to learn more and take advantage of the early bird pricing, which ends December 31st. There's also an early bird bonus gift, five common mistakes to avoid when delegating, which you get for free when you sign up before December 20th. I will say more at the end of the show, but for now, make a mental or physical note to go to mamieks.com slash delegation and check out the course. Now on to the show. You're listening to The Modern Manager, a podcast dedicated to helping you be a rock star boss with a thriving team. Whether you're looking to upgrade your meetings, cultivate your team, or grow as a leader, this podcast is for you. Now here's your host. Mamie Canfer Stewart. I was talking with my father over the summer, and he said something that really struck me. He said, and I'm paraphrasing, that there are two ways to extend yourself and give yourself more time to do the things that you want or need to do. The first is through, quote, technology, which I'm defining as the tools and processes that humans have designed. And we've seen how this plays out over and over again throughout history. As humans have advanced their tools and processes, they've been able to do existing tasks faster, or they've increased the quality or what's possible while decreasing the time investment. For example, think about a production line that is now able to fill hundreds of bottles of soap per minute and only requires four people to manage it. The second, though, is through delegation, the ability to assign work to others and have them successfully complete it. That is critical to freeing your time, which, by extension, positions you to spend that newfound time on whatever you want, activities that will help you grow your business, or an opportunity to develop new skills, to take on new or different activities at work, or to just work less overall and have more time for other things in your life. The funny thing about delegation, though, is that while we can all agree that it's a good idea, it doesn't always seem to go as planned. And so we either avoid it or get frustrated by it. And this happens for a whole slew of reasons. But first, before you can even start to build the skills of delegation, you have to start with the mindset. Here are just a few of the thoughts that I personally have had when it comes to delegating. 
and I have heard many of the same sentiments when talking with other managers. I don't trust the other person to do it right, or I'm afraid that they're going to mess it up. Last time I delegated, it took the other person three times longer than would have just taken me if I'd done it myself. I'm just so much faster at it. I delegated, but then what I got back was all wrong, and it took me almost as much time to fix their work as if I had just done it myself to begin with. If I'm really honest with myself, I really like doing this particular work, and I actually don't want to delegate it. This work is really complicated, and it would just take me way too long to explain it to someone else. I don't really know who to delegate this work to. I don't think I have the right person on my team who can take it on. It often feels like delegating just isn't worth it. The risks are too high and the payoff is just not great enough. But I'm going to push you on that because while delegating isn't always easy, and yes, often requires more time up front from you, when it's done well, in the end, everyone wins. The key is to have the right mindset along with a solid process for delegating so that you can set the other person and yourself up for success while you support them along the way and hold them accountable for the results. And like other skills and habits, delegating gets easier over time the more you do it. And it all starts by tackling those thoughts that I mentioned earlier about why delegation won't work or why it's not worth it. Because it's pretty hard to successfully delegate, even with a good process, if deep down you don't believe that it's actually going to work. In other words, what we're really talking about is fear. Exactly what prior guest Ruth Sukup of episode 78 said. We often misdiagnose our fears and call them something else, but once we unpack the layers, we see that it's just fear, and therefore we can start to do something about it. So when I reflect on my own reasons of why I often find myself making excuses for not delegating something, because yes, I also struggle with this sometimes, it boiled down to three specific fears. And these aren't the only ones, these just happen to be mine. One, I was afraid people would think less of me because the other person would do something wrong and it would reflect poorly on me. Two, I was afraid that it would actually cost me more time or energy, either from having to explain the work or helping the other person or maybe having to fix their mistakes or smooth things over or for whatever reason, and I just didn't have the time or energy to waste. And third, I was afraid of loving my job less because I'd have to give up something I enjoy and replace it with something that I don't. Now, I like to think that I'm a pretty rational person, and these fears all seem pretty reasonable to me. So the question became, how do I mentally and emotionally dispel myself of these fears, or at least get them under control? And then, what do I need to do to ensure that they won't come true? It starts with affirming the belief that my time is the most valuable resource I have. So anything that I am doing at work that isn't the highest, best use of my time, I should really consider delegating. You have to believe that your time is precious and therefore see the opportunity cost of doing work that you probably shouldn't be. Because if you're spending time on activities that you should be delegating, it means that you're not spending time on things that would ultimately be more valuable to you, your team, or your organization. Once you've committed to that fact that your time is so precious, you can start to tackle your specific fears. Let's start with fear number one. People will think less of me which taken to an extreme could be fear that you'll lose your job or lose a client or lose the respect of your boss or your team members. And so to combat this fear, you need to reset your concept of what can be delegated. Here are two different frames to help you reconsider what you can delegate. The first is tasks versus outcomes. 
Tasks are specific action items that another person can complete. There's often a best or right way to complete them, which has been developed or proven over time. Think about printing documents or posting pre-written content on social media or scheduling a meeting. They're relatively straightforward, and there are often best practices, quick tips, or techniques that you can show someone, making it relatively easy for them to take on that activity. The other way is to delegate outcomes, meaning the other person is responsible for accomplishing a goal which doesn't have a right way. Sure, you may have your preferred way, but there are actually lots of ways to go about it. Think about things like writing an article on a specific topic, or securing a new client, or leading a meeting. These are much more complicated. You can provide direction and guidance, but there's a lot more ambiguity and uncertainty in these activities. So if you're really not yet comfortable with delegating an outcome, start by delegating a task and build up the muscle and build up some levels of trust. The next frame is that of breaking apart a larger task or outcome into smaller components that still give you some sense of control. For example, I delegate two different components of my blog to two different people while maintaining full control over what you as my audience eventually sees. And that's important to me. I want every article to have the right content, but also the right tone. So I delegate writing the first draft and then I do the editing. I know it's possible to find a writer who hits both the content and the tone on the head, but for now, I'm happy with this process. The second blog task that I delegate is the uploading of the final piece to my blog. I give this to my assistant, but then I'm the one who pushes the final publish button because I wanna make sure that everything is done properly. I can see how that might look a little bit overly obsessive or controlling, but then again, it's really important to me that everything that gets published on my website is top-notch. And it just takes me an extra two minutes to go in, double-check everything, and hit publish. So again, for now, it's working. By delegating both of those activities, I have significantly reduced the amount of time that I spend on my blog while still maintaining the sense of control that I'm comfortable with. So as you think about what you might delegate, it's okay to start by thinking small or in incremental steps. You don't have to delegate the entire client presentation or the full set of final documents. Maybe you start by just delegating the first draft. All right, let's tackle the second fear that delegating will take up more time or energy or be more of a hassle than it's worth. On occasion, this may be true. If you've got a task that only gets done a few times per year and doesn't actually take up much of your time, then sure, you could end up spending more time preparing and transitioning that task to someone else than if you just did it yourself. But that's rarely the case. So here are two additional reframes. One, you're front-loading the time and energy, but it's gonna pay off in the long term and many times faster than you think. Yes, it can feel like it is going to take me four hours now instead of the usual 30 minutes. But for a task that you do every week, that would be eight weeks until I start saving time. And even if I have to spend 10 minutes each week reviewing or supporting this other person, I'm netting 20 minutes. Now, that might not seem like a lot, but over the course of a year, it really adds up. The hard part is finding the time up front when it already feels like I am so stretched and just don't have any additional capacity to fit in anything else. And in these cases, I might need to start by delegating in steps. This not only makes it easier on you because you can do the kind of planning and setup in smaller time increments, it also makes it easier for the other person because they have less to try and figure out and remember and do all at once. As a side note, 
One of my favorite hacks to streamlining the process of delegation is to record yourself doing the task so that you are actually documenting it and explaining it while you're doing it. So you're getting the work done and helping to teach at the same time, killing two birds with one stone. Here is the other mindset shift that you need to consider when you're thinking about time. It might not actually be about you. Sometimes delegation is about creating an opportunity for a team member to develop their skills and grow in their career. So by giving them a chance to take on this work, you're offering them an opportunity to see what they can really do. So go ahead and ask them to create that first draft of the slide deck or write up the report or speak on a panel on your behalf or generate the project plan or whatever it is. If they've showed interest and some initial capability in a specific area, lean into it and let them make mistakes in a safe environment. Be there to coach them through it. So even if it does take the same amount of time or more, and you still have to help fix their mistakes, you're teaching them and building their muscles along the way. This same mentality can be applied when you feel like a task is extremely easy for you, but would be really hard for someone else because it takes specialized knowledge or years of experience, or you don't have the right person on your team. Look at it as a learning challenge. Is there someone who would benefit from learning this work or developing this skill set or specific knowledge? And when you do this, it can start to change how you think about delegating and who you can delegate to, because now delegation is an opportunity to grow or mentor someone. Now, the last fear that I'm going to talk about is that fear of giving up something fun or meaningful that you enjoy and maybe you're even good at for something that you are less enthusiastic about doing and overall making your job just that much less appealing. This is a big one for me. There are parts of my job that I really, really enjoy, even though I know for a fact that a professional would do better. The one that comes up most often for me is doing the graphics and visuals for my brand and products. I know a professional graphic designer would be faster and better, but I'm pretty decent at it thanks to four years of art school. And I also just really, really enjoy it. So here's the mindset reframe. Rather than focusing on the loss of this work, what's the positive potential of what can be added? Could you leave work an hour early once per week or take a night off from working after your kids go to bed at home and spend that extra hour with your family instead? Could you take on some new responsibilities that will help advance your career or develop skills that will be necessary for the future? Alternatively, and what I have done, is to let go of part of the work, but not all of it. For example, if you love talking with potential clients, maybe you do the initial meeting, but then have someone else manage the follow-up or vice versa. Or if you enjoy finalizing the financial documents for the quarterly budget review, maybe you do it twice a year and ask a colleague to do it the other two times. For me, rather than giving up the entirety of the graphic work, I've compromised by still doing the graphic design for any of my materials, but I've delegated most of the graphics for my social media accounts. So what might you be holding on to that it's really time for you to let go of? What unfounded fears have you been letting control you? And by extension, taking up your valuable time that could be spent on more important work. As I said at the start, mindset is critical. But of course, it's also about having a solid process for planning, communicating, and following through with support. You must set the person up for success, whether it's a small task or a large outcome. Whether they're skilled and experienced or a complete novice, whether you're handing over a part or all of the work, what that looks like has some variation, but you must be intentional if you want the delegation to be successful. 
You can learn more about the process of delegation in episode 22, Keys for Successful Delegation with guest Dave Stahoviak, and or sign up for my new course, Make More Time, Everything a Manager Needs to Know to Delegate Successfully. Members of the Modern Manager community get 10% off the course, plus this week's episode guide, which has questions for reflection to help you uncover your delegation fears, of which there are even more than what I talked about today and the recommended mindset shifts to help you get past those fears. You can learn more about the course at mamieks.com slash delegation. The early bird price of $79 for the course is available until December 31st. And that special early bird bonus of how to avoid five common mistakes when delegating is available to anyone who registers before December 20th. The first lesson drops on January 6th, and if you want to opt into the coaching calls, the early bird price for that level is $129. Again, members of the Modern Manager community get 10% off of any package, including the early bird pricing. For any procrastinators who are listening, you should know that registration closes on January 10th, and after that, you will not have access to the course until it reopens at some future date. As usual, the mini guide for today's episode is available at mamieks.com slash mini guides. To become a member and get the full guide and that 10% off of the course, go to mamieks.com slash join. That's M-A-M-I-E-K-S dot com slash join. Memberships start at $15 per month. Of course, if you just want this episode guide, you can purchase it and any other individual guide at mamieks.com slash store. All the links are in the show notes and they're in your inbox along with the free mini guide if you are a subscriber to my newsletter. To get on that list, go to mamieks.com slash podcast. Thanks again for listening. Until next time. Meetings are one of the most critical components of healthy collaboration and teams are at the heart of how we work. Meteor helps you use your time in meetings productively, build healthy relationships with your colleagues and move work forward. To learn how we do it, visit Meteor.com. That's M-E-E-T-E-O-R.com. You've been listening to The Modern Manager. You're already becoming a rock star boss of a thriving team. I can tell. To ensure you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player and join the mailing list at MamieKS.com slash podcast. That's M-A-M-I-E-K-S dot com slash podcast to get show notes and other special content delivered directly to your inbox. Thank you so much for listening until next time.